1: Oh knows politics, and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. He's always mistakenly British. Tea crumpets. Cheerio. But he's really a Canuck. Known on all seven continents.
0: Oh, I... I know who
1: you are America's undocumented anchorman he's a recording star and a TV star Tuesday's James Golden aka Bose Nerdly presents Mark
0: Stein
1: that's right ladies and gentlemen you have been waiting for one solid week and I understand that there are rumors that Mark Stein will be asked to host this year's Oscar affairs in Hollywood, California. Any truth to that rumor, Mark?
0: I certainly hope not. Have you seen these films? <laughs> uh, I did not, uh... see. I saw the one that's got all the big
1: nominations, the dog thing. I saw that on Netflix.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't think I don't think that's where you would see it if it was a really big film. I think I, I miss the old days when they would show these things in technicolour and you could sit there with thousands of other people instead of being socially distanced. Uh, That doesn't really work for even these lame Hollywood comedies. You know, when only 12 people are permitted into the theatre, the laughs are even less than they usually are. So I certainly don't want anything to do with that. I'd rather, you know, I'd rather they just uh, gave it to a hologram of Billy Crystal circa 1990. (laughs) They can do it with the hologram. And because uh, he's uh, uh, and and just and just uh, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean I give the way they used to claim that a billion people were watching the Oscars. Right. And they don't do that now because, in fact, it's only, you know, uh, uh, 173 people, I think. And they're mostly, you know relatives of the people nominated. So uh, nobody's interested in this. Uh, the awards shows, also, uh, since you mentioned this, the uh, nobody knows how to do awards shows now. So if you just play up, nobody wants the actors reading Teleprompter because, funnily enough, the best actors can't read Prompter. Really? Have you noticed that? No, they can't. So they just have that glassy-eyed thing uh, where they're, they're going... Uh Man uh, kind, humankind is never so great than when we gather in the dark to watch dude wears my car twelve. Uh, they can't do it. They just can't do it. Oh my goodness
1: well let's turn from that from our version of Hollywood to over across the pond. And I suppose this is a really big week for all of you people who are subjects of the Commonwealth, because it's a (laughs) jubilee week. Jubilee week, yes, we're having a jubilee, and and whatever the hell a jubilee is. I never understood, what is a jubilee?
0: I'm not going to tell you. You guys checked out of that deal in 1776, and you don't get (laughs) jubilees. We don't want
1: jubilees we've got liberals here ruining everything else it would just be one more thing for the liberals
0: to ruin yeah if that's, we had true. One. that's true i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to see a nancy pelosi jubilee although uh, the queen is the jubilee is because the queen's celebrating uh 70 years on the throne and i do believe that's how long uh nancy pelosi has been speaker of the house it certainly feels like that
1: now now, the queen, 70, which is remarkable. I mean, let us say, I, I think if history has me right, is, hasn't she surpassed old Elizabeth the one yet?
0: Yeah, she's, she's the uh, longest reigning monarch. Uh, I mean, it's a completely the way, if you think about it, when she acceded to the throne, which was 70 years ago on Sunday in a tree in Kenya, She went to sleep a princess and woke up the following morning as queen uh, because her father had died in the night. Uh, Harry Truman was in the White House. Joe Stalin was in the Kremlin. Chairman Mao was over there in China. I mean, the, the, the world is completely different. Uh, and she's still there. So that, that is sobering because uh, it gives you a sense of perspective. You know, you get excited because you're on the hamster reel of stuff that seems important and isn't going to be important six days later or six years later. And, and uh, it helps, I think, to have someone with a bit of perspective on this stuff.
1: Now, I, in, in, in all seriousness, you know, her service, she and her sister, uh, during World War Two, they were quite, to me, quite remarkable. In World War Two, they did not run; they did not flee somewhere where they would be safe. They were actually trying to help the victory movement, and in places where they put themselves in harm's way. These are two, to me, uh, the, their their performance during World War Two was nothing short of
0: remarkable. Well, the thing the thing is, there was a lot of talk about them being the whole royal family being evacuated to Canada. And they realized, you know, that that was not, uh, that would not be a good look. People would not want that. The Queen of the Netherlands wound up spending the war in uh, Ottawa, but that's because uh, the Germans marched in and occupied her country. And to go ahead of time would not have worked out. That would have been a very bad look on that family. Yeah, and
1: besides, it was Canada. Who the hell wants to go to Canada? He would rather stay in bombed-out London than never. <laughs> um <laughs>
0: Now, um, now, 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 we, we've got a revolution going on there at the moment. Yes, uh, we do. Everybody, it's the first, uh, they've, they've surrounded Justin Trudeau's castle with bouncy castles, as the Ottawa mayor is complaining, and it's the first bouncy castle revolution in the history of the world where the guy in the castle is going to be taken out by fellas in bouncy castles. I've got to love it.
1: Well, well the Queen um, finally gave a nod, to, uh, to, uh, to, uh, her son, uh, what's his name? The guy, the, um... <laughs> I don't you know, remember. Oh, yeah, Charlesy. Charlesy. <laughs> yeah. She gave a nod to Camilla Parker Bowles as queen cons- consort. Mm. She said that, you know, when the time comes, when the time comes, if I, after I turn 150 and I'm finally ready to mm. depart to the next life, if, mm. if, if, if my son Charles is still here and this gal... Camilla, I hope that you'll be nice to her as queen consort and that she continues her. Now, that's a big deal,
0: isn't it? Well, people are presenting it as a big deal, but in fact, you know, that's just the way it is. When you have a king, uh, his wife is the queen consort. That's a fact of life. People, they didn't make her princess of Wales after... Uh, Diana died because people attached that particular title to Diana, and that's you know, uh, and that was a slightly different situation. Apart from anything else, uh, this woman was his mistress during most of his marriage to Diana so it would it would have seemed kind of icky to give her after Diana died to give her the title i mean but uh, but you know a king is a a king's wife is a queen consort you can't say oh we're only going to make her you know, the the, the countess of uh, Scroggingham or whatever, because it would be, uh, that would be like a. I'll Here, I'll use a word I'll bet has never been used in the history of American radio. Okay. Uh, that would be like a morganatic marriage, which is the sort of thing in wacky places like the Balkans, you know, where you have these uh, slightly dodgy monarchs who, you know, marry... Uh, you know, they marry their favorite showgirl or whatever, and, 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 and the Lord Chancellor of the Kingdom says, Oh, we can't make her queen. We're gonna make her, you know, Duchess of the Electric Pussycat 27B Elm Street. Uh, so, so Morgan Attic. More gnatic. yeah. I mean, and the thing is, consort is all a word that doesn't really exist out there. I mean, in the American context, I can't even except when they say, you know, Hunter Biden consorts with hookers. It doesn't mean <laughs> it, it doesn't mean it in the same way. I would hope not.
1: Now, there's a story in the New York Times, Mark. I saw this story. I instantly thought of you. I in, and it's, and the, the the headline of the story is that climate change enters the therapy room. Ten mm. years ago, ten years ago, psychologists proposed that a wide range of people would suffer anxiety and grief over climate. It's happening. People are now going to the therapy. They, the, the first story they cite was a woman thing who goes to Trader Joe's and feels a wave of guilt and shame that made her call, skin crawl because she was buying some nuts that came wrapped in plastic. And thought about the climate implications of buying nuts in
0: plastic. Yes, this is like pre-traumatic stress disorder. Um, the The climate apocalypse hasn't yet happened, but these people are already being driven bonkers by it. When this first came up, uh, the people to blame for this are the are these apocalyptic uh, global warm. Mongers who have inflicted this on people. I mean, it, it's apparent... It It is, to a certain extent, a thing, but it's a thing because people have been traumatised by the so-called science. I mean, a lot of school kids. I mean, you know, if you... Uh, if you look at Greta Thunberg, you want to say to her, "Look, it's it's really not that bad. Why don't you have a nice cup of herbal tea and lie down in a darkened room for half an hour? You'll soon be feeling better." But these, but they, but Greta Thunberg and her generation have been taught that the planet is going to fry, and everyone's going to die, and and the sea waters are going to rise up and uh, and and flood everywhere. The polar bears. Do you remember that ad? They made where the polar bears were dropping from the skies. So a fellow was strolling up wherever it was, uh, Fifth Avenue, and a polar bear drops out of the sky and crushes a yellow cab. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, it's the Ubers that crushed the yellow cab, but nobody saw that coming. They saw the polar bear coming. And the idea, it was, it was like an inversion of it's a wonderful life. It's a horrible life. Every time you buy a packet of plastic-wrapped peanuts, a polar bear drops from the skies onto the poor yellow cab driver. And, and, and if you say that to people, decade in, decade out, uh, the idea that it won't drive a few of them, you know, uh, to suicidal levels of stress... Is is uh, is unlikely. I mean, that's what it is. That's what it is. It, if you tell people we're all going to fry, then it's no wonder they're like this. Uh, so this you, so woman. you
1: don't suffer from what is called echo anxiety.
0: No, I no, I don't at all. I tell you why. Uh, what I suffer from is the idea that the entirety of Western civilization is sliding off a cliff, and most citizens of Western <laughs> nations don't even notice it. So they say, "Oh, I'm, I'm I went to I bought I bought a packet of peanuts wrapped in plastic, and I feel so bad because the sea levels are going to rise up and destroy the Maldives in the in the year twenty one twenty. And the, the thing to say about it. You don't need to worry about that because on our present course uh, uh, America's not going to be here by 2120. We'll have gone off the cliff with a bazillion uh, dollars worth of debt and it'll be the Chinese running the world and you might as well be swallowed up by the oceans because it's a lot more peaceful of a way to go than being taken off to one of those Uyghur camps that they have in China. <laughs> oh my uh, goodness. That's the way to get over it.
1: I love it. Okay, Mark, you said you mentioned earlier what's going on in Canada. We only have a few seconds left. I have to get your prediction because the, your prime minister up there is having a cow. He's still saying these are Confederate. Uh, 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 swastika (laughs) flag-waving lunatics that are basically Americanized and they're ruining Canada and this has to stop. Now these guys are at the Ambassador Bridge and traffic comes in. They're saying, oh, Canada, oh, Canada, oh, Mm. Canada is going to have supply chain worries and (laughs) and they're never going to get over this. I talked to a friend of mine, Mark, who is Canadian, Mm. and she was beside herself. She said, most of the people in Canada do not like this. We don't want this American-style protest up here, and we wish these people would stop. Meanwhile, they're adopting these protests in New Zealand and other places. What do you think the final outcome of this is going to be?
0: Well, we've already had quite a lot of good outcomes, because just in the 10 days they've been occupying Ottawa, God bless them, (laughs) uh, the the, uh, Premier of Quebec, who was going to tax the unvaccinated. In other words, when you get when you pay your taxes in a couple of months, if you're if you've had your fourth jab, you'd pay the low tax. And if you're unvaccinated, you'd pay the high tax. He, he abandoned that after this. The Conservative Party in Canada got rid of their useless, squishy, hollow, nothing man of a leader because he was all equivocal about backing The truckers and the premier of Saskatchewan has just announced that he's uh, junking the whole COVID regime and coming out of it. So actually, if this is what it takes, I would love to see a trucker convoy in in Washington. The interesting thing here is that they did they did what the FBI did. They did all this agent provocateur. So they hired you know these dress up guys to go into the crowd and wave you know the Confederate flag or pretend to be agents of Putin as. As the CBC said up there. And and in fact, they've done a fantastic job uh, running food kitchens for the homeless, bouncy castles for the kid, uh, uh, for the kids. I'm all in favor of bouncy castle revolutions. It's a beautiful thing. It's a bouncy castles round the White House. Joe Biden is at the age where he'd like to play in them again. <laughs> exactly
1: right. Mark's done as usual. What a pleasure in the street Where can people find you on TV and where can they read your comments? And and by the way, it'll be time to plan for a cruise soon. And I know (laughs) when we start doing that, they can go to your website. So tell people how to get a hold of you, Mark. Uh,
0: Well, you can watch me at gbnews.uk every evening, and uh, you can uh, read me at steinonline.com and that's Stein with a Y as in why are we having to listen to some hoity-toity foreigner talk about morganatic marriage (laughs) on a New York radio station. Thank you, Mark. A pleasure
1: as always. Catch you next Tuesday. Thanks a lot, James. WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly. I so much love Mark Stein. We're back right after this. Don't go away.